Hello, everyone. It is Sunday. <laughs> I almost forgot what day it was. <laughs> it is it is Sunday, January 31st, 2021, and you are listening to the Tanaka Cast, your look at baseball through the lens of Masahiro Tanaka. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined once again by the lovely Barra. Hey, everybody. This one's going to be a bit of a doozy of a cast. It's It's been a while since we've done a cast. In fact, you just reminded me before we started the show, Barra, that we haven't talked since the World Series because as this is through the lens of Tanaka and Tanaka did not make it to the World Series with his Yankees, we have not chatted. But there has been a lot of news in the world of Masahiro Tanaka and in the world of baseball. For those that don't know and haven't listened to our prior podcasts, uh, Barra very much from New York, very much a Yankees fan. Myself from New England, very much a Red Sox fan. So we have some fun banter and we'll get into that a little bit later too as it relates to the two teams. But I think it's only fair, Barra, to pass it off to you to get your thoughts on what's next in the world of Masahiro Tanaka. Well, yeah. I mean, there's so much to talk about in baseball. But as this is the Tanaka cast, um, let's get right off to it. Masahiro Tanaka decided this year uh, when he was... In his prime, the literals and the, what people were saying that he was about the second best pitcher who was like on the free agent market after Trevor Bauer, which incidentally, Mr. Bauer has not been signed as of this date either, uh, unless something happened overnight. But, you know, like, not again, that, I know of. Yeah. that would be all over the news if he did. So exactly. I, think he's just, I think he's just a PETA. So a lot of teams don't want him, probably. But anyway. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of funny because you know Trevor Bauer is a drama machine, and if you look at his numbers, pretty similar to Tanaka. Um, but regardless, Tanaka is like the exact opposite of a drama machine. He's a wholesome. He's he's a wholesome, wholesome individual savage, and uh, you know, thirty-two years old. So you know, really robust history. Of putting in uh, of putting in innings, um, not as strong, not as good as it used to be. But he had a fairly decent campaign last year. I mean, he had a bad start against Tampa Bay, uh, but you know, again, you should be able to get a reasonable deal. And he decided that this was the year that he would go back to uh, his old team in Japan, the Rakuten Golden Eagles. I'm probably butchering it. Uh, and granted, this makes him the highest paid player in uh, NP- NPB history. Uh, but in all, it's about for, for one year of that two-year deal, which the two-year deal does have opt-out provisions, which we'll get into. Um, he's making about $8 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it's, so, and granted, I think he's doing that also because he wants to play in Japan. I don't think he would sign with an American team for $8 million. But he was looking for a $15 million one-year deal from the Yankees and higher from others. And it says something that the Yankees were so obsessed about getting under the $210 million luxury tax this year that they decided to not go with that. And similarly, that other teams weren't able to, you know, were unwilling to shell out. And I mean, I think it's an, I think it's an indictment of baseball would... Literally, even Brian Cashman was like saying, "Like, oh, he pitched to his contract." Um, you know, it's like everybody. You know, there no like, you know, and this is not every player that leaves the Yankees. I mean, like J.A. Happ left the Yankees, signed for eight billion dollars with the Minnesota Twins, and you know, the Yanks 
purposefully messed around with his starts for like, you know, they weren't saying like, oh, Jay Happ was a great Yankee. This is someone who's been with the team for seven years, who's beloved in the clubhouse. We'll, we'll get to some tweets, who has performed as just like a solid, reliable arm. And the Yanks decide to make some moves where essentially they have Garrett Cole as a reliable arm and then literally nobody else. Like the most reliable person in that rotation now is Jordan Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Let that sink in. I love Gumby, but Gumby is not your rock. That Gumby won a playoff game was a fucking miracle. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get into your take. I mean, we'll we'll get into you know the Yanks' decision essentially to, as Cashman said, go two pitchers for the price of one to sign James Taylor and Corey Kluber, who combined have pitched hardly anything the last two seasons because of their injuries. Overtank, um, essentially, like instead of fifteen million dollars for this reliable star lord at the clubhouse, let's sign these two guys for thirteen point five million dollars. One and win, which is a two-time Cy Young Award winner, but who will be thirty-six this year? That's Corey Kluber and Taylon, who, like, again, hasn't really pitched for years. And it's like, let's let's see if they'll work. Just Corey like, Kluber, who's <laughs> which getting into the Red Sox versus Yankees thing. There was a lot of thought here that Kluber was coming to the Sox mm. because his wife is from Massachusetts. Oh, um, and they 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 have a home here, I believe. Oh, but still, I, I think it, I, we're going to get into the larger conversation of why people aren't going to the Red Sox. <laughs> but um, I I will say one piece of news that came out. In the last within the last 24 hours is Tanaka effectively stating that his decision to return home was influenced heavily by the New York Yankees choice to move on so I think there is a loyalty factor here whether it is with the Rakuten Golden Eagles or with the New York Yankees that to your point Vera if the Yankees weren't going to shell out the big leagues contract for him even for one year I don't know that he was looking around in the states for another option if that makes sense he so there were talks that he like was in talks with the jays the padres were looking into it uh into him but yeah i i think he wasn't really truly seriously considering the market and there's been a and you know and you know he does have literal opt-out provisions to test the market again next year and you can't help but think that he's hoping that like the yanks are willing to take him at that point and you know, when when Brian Cashman was interviewed, he was saying like, you know, the the door is not closed from our perspective. And, exactly. And yep. uh, I can again, it's which it is, is kind of a crappy thing to say, to be honest. It's kind of like, I don't know. It's not treating him well. It's right. like I am not feeling good about the New York Yankees right now doing this when there's someone who again is in their prime, and because of bullshit luxury tax stuff, you're like, okay, we're gonna have you explore other options, and if you want to come back next year. Maybe we'll cut. Well, maybe we'll start. Then, then maybe we will extend you the CC Sabathia Hiroka Kuroda one year deals for the next four years. Which, again, I get the feeling there's a good chance if he doesn't get injured and pitches well in the NPB and the Olympics. Because um, because he's in NPB, he's like it'll this, their schedule breaks for the Olympic Games. Um, so like I feel if he does well there, they'll probably. They probably will will give it up, but it's a shitty thing to do with someone who's clearly that loyal and that much of a clubhouse presence, and who you know also the players like who Aaron Boone loves to manage. It's like 
it's it's a crappy thing to do to somebody who is willing to make to uh, to take the pay cut from what they were making, and who also from the Japan deal it seems really cares less about money than about like winning and you know doing it with like teams and organizations he enjoys. Yeah, and I I think that that comment of there's no doors closed, let's put it that way, is a really like have my cake and eat it too sort of comment for Cashman of like, okay, you can you know, we're not going to resign you here. We're not going to give you the deal you want. But, you know, if we need you in a, a year or two, maybe, maybe we'll reach out again. Maybe we'll pick you up again. Like, I don't know. It just, it feels a bit backhanded to me. It's, it, I, I think so, too. I mean, the hope is, is that, uh, is, is that, like, you know, that there was a bit of an informal understanding around that. I mean, because when you were looking at, a, there was a, well, I was reading one of the articles about this where he was saying they quickly became clear that they suggested I look elsewhere and possibly Japan. So they may have literally said, "Listen, we don't, we probably don't have the money to hot to take you and Lemayhu and keep under the luxury tax this year." Uh, but you know, so consider looking elsewhere, and then maybe next year, once once the once it's reset, we can bring you back for what you're you're worth. I will say that, and I don't know if DJ Lemayhu had this in mind consciously or not but the way his deal is structured which is you know 90 million dollars for six years allowed them to keep under the luxury tax with enough money to sign Masahiro Tanaka back and when you factor in that LeMahieu and his welcome back conference was really like you know I'm he spent about he's a man of few words he's called the machine for a reason but he spent a lot of that podcast being like I'm really happy to be back but I'm really sad to not be back with Masahiro Tanaka and not getting to play with him um, you may have to. I, I just wonder if he didn't accept that structuring and money amount with kind of the thought, like, okay, this is now going to also allow them to spend on other things, and uh, they're going to bring back Masa, right? Because yeah, like, because like, who else is on there? They're not going to bring back. Tre- they're not going to buy Trevor Bauer because he's too expensive, and he and Garrett Cole hate each other from college. Like, which is one of the funniest, most hilarious things. Like, this college beef, at least on Cole's end, is not over. <laughs> <laughs> well. And I'm going to say they're better off with Cole. Oh, 100%. You want a happy Garrett Cole over having Trevor Bauer and an, egg, and an upset Garrett Cole. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that that always stinks in, when somebody signs a contract with some sort of like a uh, a handshake agreement in mind. Yeah. And that doesn't go, th- you know, pull through. It's sort of like you lied to me. You tricked me almost. And I don't know what those conversations look like, nor do you, I'm sure. But... Um, it definitely, from what you said, I definitely get the sense that LeMahieu thought Tanaka was coming back. Yeah, I mean, that contract again, and restructured, and you know, a lot of people restructure. We're here, we are talking about Tom Brady going to the Super Bowl again, and you know, <laughs> and I'm just bringing a New England, of course, perspective into this. But there were a lot of years like that with him too, and when he was with the Patriots, where I'm going to take a pay cut. So you can give me some receivers or get me some other things that I want or keep people. And then they wouldn't do that. And it's sort of like, well, then why did I take a lower contract or, you know, restructure my my contract for you? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, and, I mean, and, and again, like, you know, I mean, they they and in literally the whole the comment that like Cashman was like, oh, we were thinking two pitches, the price one. It's just like it's so shitty when, again, you have a pitcher who's you yourself in the same conference that is like has lived up to stuff. And you're and yes, I get you're taking a flyer gamble and stuff, but it's not as if you have 
a, it's not as if the rest of your rotation is now, and maybe they will get James Paxton back, although Paxton, again, is, like, shaky in terms of health, but, like, a Paxton and a Hap who, like, have shown that they can perform to a degree and, like, put stuff in. It's like, literally, your rock is Jordan Montgomery, and then mm-hmm. maybe Davey Garcia does, maybe you get good Davey Garcia, which, mm-hmm. by the way, I love Davey Garcia, I'm pulling for him, etc., but, like, some shit to put on a kid when, like, oh, if there are two studs who were oft injured, especially Kluber, is a, are able to come back and pitch to uh, aren't able to come back and pitch to a degree. Yep, surprise, David Garcia, you're now the number three pitcher. And yep, Severino's coming back from injury, but you never know how someone comes back from the from the surgery from from anything. How long it takes them to to pull up, etc. I mean, folks were folks of her, you know criticized Tank for not getting the surgery after his first year. And yes, he's never been the same pitcher, but I will say that he's never sucked. And he's had 10 win seasons every single year he was in the majors, with the exception of the of the shortened one last year. Mm-hmm. Um, where he had a pretty decent ERA. So it's just like, there is something to be said about, you know, not uh, about, you know, maybe I'll just let myself heal. Mm-hmm. So, I know, it's a... Uh, it's... It, it's a frustrating. It's definitely a frustrating situation, and uh, it's frust. And yeah, I mean, you and I talked last year about you know the Red Sox deciding to not pay Mookie Betts what he's worth, and then he goes off and with the Dodgers wins a championship, which I know you and I were both rooting for the Dodgers. Awesome to see Kershaw get a ring. Awesome to see you know like uh, awesome to see like the Dodgers, the huge Mexican fan base, like close out that game with like a what's is like or quite like what's that guy's name who's the Mexican pitcher who's fantastic. Um, he pitched that last game. Dodgers on the Dodgers. Yeah, on the Dodgers. Um, he pitched the oh, last game as a reliever, even though he's a starter. Um, Urias, Julio Urias. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. Like having Urias come in, shit out. Um, you know, get finally Dave Robertson can win. Um, you know, it's a oh Dave Robertson. It's like it's 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 good. Uh, you know, that was that that felt good. But yeah, it's just like um, you know, it's just but it, it's it's frustrating when teams aren't willing to sh- pay people what they're worth, and it's even more frustrating when teams because of this uh, because of the luxury tax or for whatever I mean, thought process, nickel and dime aren't even willing to pay people like you know a a discount on getting their services back. And it's 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 frustrating. It's a it's it's a it's a, it's a fr- it's a frustrating thing to see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are some nice things happening in Masahiro Tanaka's life, though, at the moment. And oh my God! Yes, can also, we get into this, please? Yes. Okay. You 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 start. I just want to. I just want to. I, I just want to say that there's a few things going on here that, in doing some research prior to our chat this morning, are just. Simply incredible. I liked his little note to the Yankees fans, of course. It was really sweet. But I will say that the highlight of this, and honestly, I'm beginning to not regret his decision because did you see this tweet from yesterday at like 8.45 hour time? No. Which one was that? It was the it's the photos from the press conference with the Golden Eagles. Oh, yeah, yeah. They look look fantastic. He looks fantastic in that uniform. And them. No, no, no. This is. Yes, but the, the the specifically the picture of him and like I think the executives of the team with like fist pumping, <laughs> with like with like clear walls between each of them because of COVID. 
Did you see this picture? Oh, it's so good. And they're all dressed so well. Yeah, yeah. It's like, there's nothing schlubby about this. These guys are looking fantastic. Oh, I mean, especially, look at that drip on Tanaka with that fucking vest. Yeah. <laughs> they also have, he also now has a YouTube channel. Yeah, just I saw started. that. He's now promoting. And he's got his PUBG thing still going from the se- the regular season, which I think is hilarious. Yeah, I, I'm curious of whether the, he waited to launch the YouTube because like the Yanks have like a social media policy or something. Um, or maybe he's just now confident enough about his... Uh, or it also could be that he knows that, you know, now uh, we're factors in that like, hey, people like my social media presence. And also I'm going to make a lot... This contract will make a lot of sense with all the endorsements I can get in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... Yeah, it's uh, it, it's also something that I didn't realize, and I'm wondering if you saw this, but this is going to sound weird as a comparison, but uh, Masa is kind of like Drew Brees for that region of Japan. Mm. Uh, I, I say that because, like, you know, that region, I didn't realize where Rakuten is, like, you know, where they're based, was hit by that awful earthquake and tsunami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like... New Orleans really did, like, you know, the Saints winning after Katrina was huge, and Drew Brees is, like, a personal hero through that. And, yeah, and then two years after that, the only time Rakuten wins, they win after that amazing 24-0 season where Tanaka's the closer in the final game. They win the championship for all of NPB. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's the king. He leaves, and he said one of the reasons why he came back was because this is the 10th year anniversary of the earthquake, so he's going to get to... Uh, play for Rakuten in the tenth year anniversary of that earthquake, and uh, try to get them another championship, which is kind of cin- which is cinematically awesome, if you ask me. <laughs> Speaking of NPB, yeah, when does the season happen? <laughs> I don't know, and also it seems like difficult to find streams, but yeah. I can tell you that there is a. Unfortunately, so Rakuten used to have an English language broadcast, but they discontinued it two years ago, which uh. sucks. Uh, but I will say that uh, that there are a lot of Yankees fans on Twitter who are just like, "Yo, where can I find? Where can I find Tanaka starts here?" Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I mean, I'm personally, even if it's just in like you know the uh, English language write ups of it, I'll certainly be following along. Um, but if I can like watch a broadcast, watch broadcasts of it, that would be or reruns, that would be fantastic. Since it seems fun, and like you know, you see the broadcast. I mean. What do you think of the broadcast I showed of like you know like of that of that ending Tanaka as a closer and that with like all the fans and stuff and because like everyone just seemed to be so into it and they seemed to yeah. be doing a song like correct mm-hmm. me wrong, but that looked like a soccer game in Europe. It was great. <laughs> all right, I have the schedule up and it, let me tell you, it did not disappoint with how epic and amazing it is. Okay. <laughs> so the regular season starts at the end of March, basically. Okay. So there's a couple of months mm-hmm. now um, before it begins. Um. The season runs, I think, until like middle of June. It looks like, and then, holy crap, they really stretch this out. I think, and the All Star Games are in July. Then there's something called the Climax Series, which I have to imagine is the playoffs. I, that would make sense. Which starts in October. Mm-hmm. And then the Nippon series, game one is November 13th. Yeah, that's the. I think the Climax series is for each of their 16 leagues, and then, which they have two, and then uh, I think the Nippon series is the one where they play for all the all the marbles. 
Can we start calling the playoffs the climax series in the U.S., please? That that's incredible. Yeah, again, like this is uh, I, I uh, the Japan yeah the Japan series also known as the Nippon series, the annual championship series in Nippon professional baseball. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, no, I would I would be very I, I would be very down for that. Um, <laughs> It's a long season. It is, and you know what? I also I also appreciate, and maybe it's just also my kind of like eye for elegance, like you know. Uh, but I I like that it's also six teams in each league. Like yeah. to me, that that's just like yeah, you know, just like you're you you you're battling it out, and it, it's uh you're you're facing a lot of the same fo- uh, you're facing a lot of the yeah. same folks, and uh, I don't know it seems it, it seemed like that that could be a lot. An interesting and different dynamic that, with all the expansions, you don't really see in you don't see in any Ameri- American sports so sports thing anymore. Yeah, I mean everything becomes a rivalry, right? Like a hundred percent. You don't you don't get to that you don't get to that point where it's like the what are coming into town this weekend? Like you know what I mean? Like what yeah. what is you know like I don't know. No, no, no. What is, what is a Kansas City Royal? You know, like something like that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's a. That's a good. That's a good. Because yeah, I mean, and with interleague play and stuff, there's just some people. It's like, yeah, yeah, we don't really care. Um, but yeah, I mean, but especially with how good the AL East has been at this point, all the I would say there is a rivalry with all of the AL East team between all the AL East teams at this point. Right. Uh, like for a while, I think it was just like the red was the Red Sox and the Yankees, and like, oh, Jays, if you were in another division, you would make it the playoffs every year, but you're not. But now everyone's good. I mean. Well, the Red Sox are not doing so well at the moment, though. Well, of course, you were going to say it is it is a great rivalry. However, oh, there was a trade that happened. Yes, yes. And not only was it a trade, it was a trade for, like, the stupidest reasons. Adam Ottavino yep. got traded to the Red Sox, which, you know, the Yankees don't like to do. There's only been one since the 1990s trade between these two teams. But... Traded to the Red Sox for cash considerations. <laughs> for money. She's like, you're the fucking New York Yankees. And not only that, like, Adovino did not have a good year last year. Yeah. But he's literally someone who has grew up as a Yankees fan, is from Brooklyn, and they traded him. And, like, he was at the stadium when he found out. It's just like, are you kidding me? You guys are fucking assholes. So if, he, if he grew up a Yankees fan, then he must hate the Red Sox. I would assume so. Like he's literally a Yankees fan from Brooklyn. <laughs> so they do all that, but I think my favorite part about this whole thing from yeah. the Red Sox perspective yeah. is this is the Yankees saying your team sucks so much that we're just going to dump some of our players into your system for cash considerations just to save a buck. And you can have them because you suck so bad that we're not gonna, we're not worried about you, and that's what it says to me. <laughs> I, I wasn't thinking of it that way, but considering that again, in that cash would press Crawfords, he was saying that it was difficult, and especially when he figures that Adovino pitched better than his numbers look, and that he's going to have a bounce back year. I mean, that could be him being nice, but let's be real. Adam Adovino has been a lights out closer at times. You know, he was amazing with Colorado. He's had some great moments with the Yankees and. Especially when he's pitching against his old team, like he must know. Like obviously they know some of Adovino's mechanics, but he knows some of DJ's mechanics, etc. Like it's not like you are like dumping off someone who is injured or where it's a question that they can perform. 
He just hasn't been. But he totally can, and he could totally have a bounce-back savage year and be striking out Yankees at the end of the season. It's just, yeah, I guess they must not be thinking that that's going to be a problem, that Adam's just going to just smoke them. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too. If I'm the the Red Sox, I'm thinking, like, okay, they did it for cast considerations. I guess you need pitching, but also, like, clearly your rival organization gave you this person for money like they don't think that highly of this of this person <laughs> if they're gonna do all of that so i think he's i think it's either damaged goods or it's not and i'm 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 half suspecting he'll have a killer season he'll i be mean, so pissed i would be, be motivated. so mad yeah <laughs> And he'll be motivated to to win every every game, especially against them, but every game he plays. Yeah, no, I mean, against the Yanks, but yeah, again, because it's just like, oh, I'm not even worth the money in my contract. Let me show you how much money I'm worth. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the reverse of that happened with Andrew Miller and the Red Sox. Yep. Like, I don't know if it was that a trade or they just let him go and then the Yanks picked him up. Because yep. he, he was not so I good forgot. with the Sox, if I remember correctly. Uh, I have to remember what wasn't good enough to keep, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I have to remember where he was at that point. He wasn't I'm the monster like, slash best closer in baseball say, he became. He obviously <laughs> wasn't what he became. <laughs> I mean, let, let's be honest. Like, you know, Andrew Miller with the Yankees was the best closer in all of baseball, bar none. <laughs> and then with the Indians, yes. he was just this yes. playoff destroying yep. machine machine yep i love him like i love andrew yep. miller i love everything I, I i love everything about him i love his his fire his energy uh like who's he, is he playing with the cardinals still this year i don't know uh um, i don't know yeah i mean it's unfortunately when people go out of the uh yeah he's he's a he's a he's he's at the st louis cardinals mm. um he, so. also he's six foot seven He's, I guess pitchers are tall to be to begin with. But. Yeah, but that's really fucking huge. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very that's a very big pitcher. Um, yeah, no. So it should be it should be interesting. Um, what do you make about that uh, that that Moss is going to potential that Moss is potentially going to be playing in the Olympics? I mean, he said that if he's picked for the team, he'll play for it. Um, and just like the prospect of you know a major leaguer in their prime. Like getting to uh, mow down the uh, the or having the opportunity to mow down Olympic competition. I think it's great. I think it's really cool, and I, I I respect all the athletes who play professionally and decide that they're going to be a part of the Olympics. I think it's really nice. Yeah. Um, no, no. I think that, and I think that'll be because yeah. I mean, even though NPB takes a break, he could just choose to like rest himself, etc. But. No, I mean obviously that's uh, there's a degree of national pride, and also I mean, I mean I, I'm it would be very cool if after this year Tanaka has an NPB championship and an Olympic gold medal. Uh, that yes. would be that would be a pre- that would be a pretty nice consolation. Uh, <laughs> that would be nice. That'd be fun. Yeah, no, and it's yeah, and it'll be and yeah, I do think it's going to be fun to just because you know I mean Olympic baseball is is enjoyable, but again because of major league season. It's not like basketball where you're seeing the best. Um, you're seeing excellent, good, high-level international athletes. But it would be cool to see someone who is at that other tier and uh, see see what he does with it. Uh, I also – yeah. So, I mean, there is also another thing that I will put forward to you, though, which is that 
it's possible that if everybody was on the 2020 Yankees roster, Masahiro Tanaka may be the only one who plays baseball this year. What do you, what do you mean? Well, there is hanging over all of this, and another reason why their luxury tax thing was ridiculous was is is that uh, there is a good chance that uh, either through lockout or strike or even if it's play, just delay. You know, they have to renegotiate the contract this year with the players' association. Oh, I, I did not realize it was that heated. This this this. Oh, it is very heated. They um. So Jeff Passan is about to like drop a bomb this week. Who's you know like he is the big deal ESPN baseball reporter who um uh, he got the scoop on uh, Jared Porter. You know the now good ex like you know it's good that he's gone. The ex uh, Mets GM who like gave sixty text yep. messages to that foreign born lady reporter, <laughs> call me a lady with a picture of his his penis. Uh, really gross stuff. But Jeff Passan got that scoop. Um, and so he knows what he's talking about. But he said, he was on this uh, like radio broadcast. It's like, hey, can you have me on next week? I got a big story. And they're like, hey, that's Super Bowl week. They're jostling. He was like, no, it's big. He was just like. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so that that might be an indication that their things are getting bad. As it was, I think the owners threw out that we'll give you a universal DH if you expand the team to the playoffs to 16 teams. Um, like, it's the the blood is not particularly good. It wasn't good. I mean, there's a reason why it was only a 62 game season last year. Um, though, yeah, the blood between the MLBPA and uh, and the owners is not particularly good. Whether that means we get a canceled season or not is up in the air. But it's I, I put it this way: it's a non-zero possibility. Huh. And that also lends screens. So I, I keep seeing folks getting hired as consultants to the commissioner. Yeah, and I wonder if part of that now is now it's making sense, right? So they, I don't know if you've been following this news, but like, I haven't. They hired so they hired Theo Epstein as a as a consultant, huh? Um, and they also just hired Ken Griffey Jr. as a consultant. What? Um, yes. So oh. I think so. I'm wondering if all these hirings are are a part of way to negotiate between the two, like act as um, oh my God! What's the word? Oh my God! What can't intermediaries? Thank you. Between the two, uh, between the players and between the owners, to try to cool things down and negotiate and come to an agreement, uh, if you will. Um, yeah, those those hirings are starting to make a bit more sense now to me. No, I mean it makes a total sense, especially since you know Manfred is not a beloved or effective. Yeah. Yeah, well, he I mean, needs all the help get period, but now the hirings are making sense at this moment. No, I mean, cause let's be real here. Like, we didn't have to have a 62-game season last year. Um, you know, there was – we could have had – baseball could have come back early in, like, July. Um, yeah. And we could have – and they could have done it in a safe, reasonable, good manner. And instead, we had a really shortened season. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was st- – I, I still liked how they did the playoffs. I thought it was – you know, it was still – Again, was which it's still real. It's still great to see the Dodgers that win. Baseball was still great, but it would have been nice to have that great thing earlier. And uh, you know, I think it speaks to Manfred that like he's. I don't think he has the respect or or the tactical acumen or the people around him don't at the very least to uh, to have made that happen. And yeah, I think maybe they're trying to load up on preventing what no baseball this year. Yeah, uh, and Ken Griffey Jr. is really respected, and you know Epstein. Uh, 
and is really respected. So, yeah, all all of that is all of that is making making a whole lot of sense right now. Mm. Uh, speaking of sense and such, so aside from getting Adam Adovino and his massive bounce back, uh, what have the Sox been doing this year in the off season? Yeah, they've been picking up pitching. They've been picking up these sort of like middling. Um, field players, right? So they signed Hunter Renfro. Um, oh, from the they, uh, f- 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 from Tampa Bay. Yep. So Heim and he are having that reunion then. Yep. I mean, it's this is very much a Heim team going on right now. It's yeah. a lot of like, it's like not a lot of big superstars. It's just like a bunch of supporting cast. But they picked up Hunter Renfro. They just picked up uh, Kike Hernandez. Um, from the Dodgers. Um, nice. As a uh, second baseman, um, they picked up uh, who the hell did they pick up? One of those broken pitchers. After they lost lost out on Kluber, they picked up. Um, oh my god, who the hell did they pick up? Um, Garrett Richards. Oh, nice. Um, uh, who's like an injury waiting to happen, from what I read. So, um, but so- could be good if not. <laughs> So it, it really seems like Heim is running the Boston Red Sox like the Tampa Bay Rays. Yes, yes. Um, Fuck that. Which, well, but let me. But I would counter that with what did they expect? If you if you hire somebody who runs something one way, the result you're going to get is probably going to be that way. Oh no, I'm not blaming Heim Bloom for who he is. Yeah. Uh, and also, let's be real. If if Heim Bloom was said, okay, Heim Bloom, you can run it however you want, but John Henry is giving you an open checkbook. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Heim Bloom would be, you know, would run things a little differently than just the Tampa Bay Rays, or he would still be getting his bargain basements and then also signing, signing, uh, signing big players. I mean, he would be like Brian Cashman when Brian yes. Cashman is has has money. Um, but that's not how it is. Like literally, they're trying to. It seems like they're John Henry wants to say like, "Oh, can I get a competitive team like the Rays?" And it's just like, it's. I mean, look, the Rays got rid of Snell because he cost too much to the Padres, and like I don't. Who wants to root for a team? Root for a team that isn't going to like keep its play. That isn't going to keep its players and. I'm not even shitting on the red side of that. I mean, like, I'm disgusted with how the Yankees handle Tank. And, I mean, like, are the Padres literally the only team who wants to spend money this offseason? I think the answer is yes. <laughs> so, yeah. A lot of teams are saving money, but I, I think the thing that kills me is we just went from Dombrowski, who sold the entire farm and all of its assets. Granted, he did that to secure championships, and secure championships he did. He did. He did. To the polar opposite, this, which I guess is sort of the way you have to run things when you've just sold off your entire farm to win championships. Um, but also, they hired him for a reason, and he continues to make the moves that are in line with who he is and what his management style is. So I think they did it on purpose. Yeah, and you know the Red Sox lost out on Mookie Betts, who just went to LA and won another championship. I mean, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He might which, go in with a Dodgers hat. Which, by the way, yeah, I think there's something to Mookie Betts 
there's a leadership quality that isn't maybe seen on television. 100%. Because it feels like he's the guy who takes you over the over that level. 100%. 100%. And it, you you notice the drop off in effort and just in the way the team ran when he left the Sox and you noticed that the difference in the the Dodgers. Hello, they won the World Series. No. I know it was a short season, but it still was it's it still was a it still was a gauntlet to like just like get through that playoffs. You still had to you, you once you were there, you had to you had to make it through. Um and yeah, I mean, I think it's a I think it's a re, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's an indication and you know, you, you get what you pay for. Uh, I was in terms of uh, Tanaka news. Uh, there were talks linking him to the Padres, and that mm. would have been fascinating because they have Larry Rothschild, his own pitching coach, and you know, in one of their big boom boom Padres moves, which you know the Padres were great last year, and they're yeah. like now but better. No, let's let's go more. Um, I mean, I feel like what they were expect we were expecting Steve Cohen and the Mets to do is like nope, nope. It's uh, going to be Tony Gwynn's old team that's going to just like dump money. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like more. <laughs> yeah. But you know they brought in you Darvish and you Darvish and Tanaka are like friends, as in they like yeah. inside joke each other over Twitter and have known each yeah. other for ages. Um, so so yeah, so that would it would have been I will I will say that you know it is I'm happy for Tanaka getting to go back to Japan. I would have loved to see him. In the Yankees uniform, I'd love to see him return to the Yanks, but I would not be too upset for having my favorite player be in the National League with the Boom Boom Padres. Like having Tatis giving Tanaka the run support he needs would have been pretty cool, and also seeing him like get to joke in the clubhouse with uh, with you Darvish on a daily basis would have been pretty sweet. Yeah, I think it's it's almost like best move for him, worst move worst move for the podcast because we don't follow. NPB well, on our side. I am about to start following oh, yes. NPB. <laughs> sure, I agree with that. But also, it's like the most difficult way for us to continue to follow this man, yeah. his career path. Well, where is is that if you went to the Padres, you and I could just become Padres fans yeah. for the National League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, again, not hard to get on that bandwagon. Yeah, if we haven't already, honestly. The only yeah, team that no, I seems think... to care about baseball and what it is. You yeah, know? I, I think yeah, I think everybody who cares about baseball, who doesn't have to face, that, who who's not in the who's not in the NL East is a Padres yeah. fan. At the, yeah. I mean, NL West at this point is a Padres fan at this point. Yeah. It's just like, this is this is the way baseball should be played. Um, yeah. So no, I mean that's a, it, yeah, it's it's gonna be, it is a potentially dark days ahead in terms of uh, in terms of how things are gonna work with the in terms of how things are gonna work with this uh, labor dispute and also I mean it's it's not a good look that baseball has been just so nickel and diming at the moment. And I would also have argued for a while. I mean, yes, there's the pandemic had effects on people, etc. Um, apparently, the Yankees lost the lo- most money of anyone there. Um, but like you know, again, it's still you're still fucking Yankees. But at the same time, you know, it's it's not as if the uh, it's not as if the Rays came out of a vacuum. They've been playing this way for a while. Uh, and a lot of teams have been playing this way, and it's just like, and I would are, and uh, you know, there's actually a great, I think, it, I think it was a, I forget where it was, but it was like, um, uh, no, it was a, there, there is Defector, which is the 
oh, this all this a bunch of sports writers got fired from uh, uh from from like unionizing from a uh, forget which side it was, but then they formed their own one. And this guy was saying like, actually, yes, the Yankees are the good guys. And again, mm-hmm. the Yankees can be really crappy. This is a scent of it, but in general, they do pay people. And I think yep. really that's and the Yankees have been shot on. A lot of teams have been shot for paying people. But I really think when you're looking at this industry where billions of dollars are through going through teams that traditionally pay the money, like the Red Sox and the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Cardinals, it's like yes, you know, it's like a, you know, like you have the David and Goliath instincts. But this isn't like you know the city of Northampton versus the city of Boston, and their budgets are like five. It's like. But all of these things are even the smallest team in the smallest market has a ton of revenue, and they pay a fraction of that to their players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is why this is going to be a big dispute because the players think that they deserve more. And yeah, I think any team that you know, it's like the players should be getting more. Period. I mean, you know, my my girlfriend, you know, this is like, you know, why are they making so much money, etc. And you know, and it's and again, it's just like it's like because I would rather I would always rather. It, it's not as if it goes to Masahiro Tanaka or it goes to school teachers. It would be great if we could take all that revenue and take it to school teachers and, you know, maybe finding ways to tax more would work. Maybe not giving them stadiums would be great, but it would be great. But at the end of the day, you know, either Steve Cohen at the Mets gets a ton of money, either Steinbrenner or John fucking Henry gets a ton of money or these players that are generating it get more of it. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not going to get into, I, I don't think that uh, Tanaka Cast episode January 31st, 2021 is the right place to get started talking about socialism versus capitalism and all this other stuff. But <laughs> It always leaks through. <laughs> and, and the fact that there would be no product in baseball without the baseball players. But Yes, I mean, it's the literal, the... <laughs> It is one of the clearer examples of you know the the workers generating the value is that <laughs> although believe me there are few things I would enjoy more than seeing John Henry forced to play shortstop. <laughs> John Henry for, a, a, against a, a, a alongside and against a major league team. <laughs> Heim Bloom at first base. <laughs> see, 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 see. That's a, that's a thing where it's like you know the best ups at first base are just a lot less. Yeah. All right. All right. High bloom at right field. High bloom at right field. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that would be that'd be brutal. Uh, excellent. So you know we've we've gone through a lot of stuff, and I've I've done a lot of my my typical gushing. Uh, but Dan, what are some things you're what what are some things you're looking at? Uh, for this coming season. Uh oh, hold on a second. Oh no. There we go. Whew. The computer went to sleep for a second there. Um, what am I looking forward to? Um, well, it sounds like I'm looking forward to the season happening at all uh, following this conversation. Um, as a Red Sox fan, there's not much to look forward to. And I oh. it sounds negative to say that, but. Until I'm proven otherwise, that's the way it is right now. I mean, we really, really mortgaged a lot to win those championships, which awesome. Happy to have won those championships. But the Red Sox are a team that has one of the highest payrolls in all of sports. And they should be able to put their money where their their mouth is. And they're not doing that. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. No, no. 
For 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 sure. Um, I think the Red Sox have also made a, a series of very bad uh, errors with a lot of their contracts too that are hard to. Which isn't to excuse them, but just to say that I, I think it's been a compounding thing. A lot of people who get hurt quite frequently, who have big contracts, or you just don't produce the way they want them to. And there's a there's a number of factors here, but the the bottom line is the Red Sox aren't playing up to their their snuff. And I think when you think about the uh, players' association, you know, wrangling with the the owners, when you think about baseball as a whole becoming less fun to watch getting slower and slower and slower and slower and analytics driven to the point that like it sucks sucking a lot of the fun in my opinion out of the sport and also the Red Sox not achieving the way they should it's there's a lot of factors that are that are getting me a little a little bit less than excited for the next season but we'll we'll see what happens how about you Barra? i mean you know as as you know we one of the reasons why we started this podcast is because for me there's like two things for that i like you know getting me following baseball just following the yankees as a whole which i will continue to do so um you know despite my anger i'm still remain a, a devoted fan and then especially to all the great guys who are on that team and then uh I would say that, you know, like, but it's also just like getting to tune into every one of Tanaka's starts. And there's been some really good articles about like how not only Yankees, but Major League Baseball is less for not getting to see him and his artistry. I mean, there's a great column in the Boston Herald of all places being like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're poorer before it. And they're also saying that like, you know, on the opposite side, you know, like that going against Tanaka was a good barometer for the Red Sox because of all the teams in the AL East, they were the one who had who hit the best off of him, but it wasn't like they always lit him up. But yeah. essentially, that was like a good way. This guy's arguing for them to see is the are the socks clicking this year? Like if the right. so, if the socks are clicking, they should be able to figure tank out. If they're not, he's gonna ta- he's gonna dis- he, he's gonna take him down. Um, and so I mean I think that was and so yeah it's gonna be I'm really you know not getting to see your favorite player. Um, play is sad, especially since it's not a CC Sabathia situation where like he clearly can't pitch anymore. Like the guy can kill your performance at an elite level still. Yeah. And I mean, on the one hand, you know, I mean, I, I'm going to get to become a fan of a new baseball league um, and uh, get to get to enjoy what may be a historic and really cool season, um, and also potentially seeing like if tank stuff in Japan is just all the more effective. I mean, he said he's excited to show what he's learned over seven years. It would be really cool if that means he starts mowing down the NPB. Um, but at the flip side, you know, it's a, it's sad. It's a, so obvious, obviously the Yankees do have some really cool uh, things that, uh, things to look forward to. I mean, you get to watch Garrett Cole, Jewel Shelley is absolutely beautiful. DJ LeMay, who is the best pure hitter in all of baseball. Uh, and you know, there are some young guys like Clark Schmidt and Davey Garcia who will be really fun to see them to see them pitch, and it will be interesting to see see if Talon and Kluber can you know get up to it. But there's a lot of question and what happens when Severino comes back. But like the Yankees, if everybody's healthy, will be able to compete for a World Series. But there's a lot of question marks, and there's more question marks with this team than there's been in a very long time. And unlike previous times where we had the serious question marks, it's not question marks based around everybody's so young as much as that, oh, some people are young and some people are really hurt and are they going to get back from hurting? And I think you as a fan of a team which has 
had to rely on players getting back from injury, that's not a good feeling to have. Correct. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I will also say I'm looking forward to seeing the Padres. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the team that dumped a shit ton of money and see what that, that produces. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's a, I'm the LBB. Be, yeah. <laughs> the last, last bastion of baseball. Yes. <laughs> On the border of Mexico, San Diego, powered by <laughs> Tony Gwynn's ghost, stand strong. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the Kylo Ren more meme. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm uh. So yeah, I mean that's that's the thing with that. So I mean, like obviously, hopefully you and I both uh, get surprised. Like hopefully we have a good, strong, competitive Red Sox team this year. Because as we said, the rivalry's no fun when either side isn't going at full strength. Correct. And hopefully, you know, the Yanks are. Hopefully, the Yanks are good this year. And uh, but it's but yeah. This this whole it's not I think Tanaka is a symptom and not an outlier of what is a problem in Major League Baseball right now. Yep. Um, and the solution, unfortunately, involves billionaires paying more money, and that's <laughs> a solution which has no solution. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, that's a uh, that's a difficult thing to uh, to to make happen. <laughs> And as we've seen with the stock market in the last few days, even when they lose, they win. So yeah, no. Uh, by the way, did you get in on any of the GameStop before I did it went not. to the moon? <laughs> I did not, but it was upsetting to see the, the measures they put in place. Oh, to, yeah. And it sounds like it was upsetting to the government too, which is good. Yeah, anyway. no. It's uh, I was. It was. It, it, it was a bizarre. It, it's it's a bizarre and beautiful thing when Ted Cruz and AOC are agreeing. Yes, yes. <laughs> that maybe maybe this iteration of, of finance crony capitalism is a is a bridge is a bridge too far. Yeah. Uh, so before we wrap up, though, there is some there are some absolutely delightful tweets that we should be reading. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm having a few technical difficulties, but I think you should go to. Go to Twitter. Oh, actually, no, wait. I can just grab it on my phone. Uh, the first one is uh, Kyle Higashioka, uh, which um, gave a beautiful... Uh, uh, doing my mumbling, as I think. And so Kyle Higashioka is the backup catcher for the Yankees, who mm-hmm. has um, also... Uh, who was kind of became the main catcher after Gary Sanchez started to suck. Uh, he's a great, and he, his grandfather is Japanese. And so he attempted to try to learn Japanese to speak to Tanaka. And uh, uh, apparently that was go so, so, but he's, he seems like a fun guy. Like, you know, he wears iron maiden socks. He plays guitar. Um, if you're, and uh, so Masa gave his beloved fans uh Oh, I, actually, Dan, do, do, do you want to read the Masahiro Tanaka goodbye tweet? Oh, sure. Because and then I will read the the Kyle Kyle's response to it, which is which is delightful. Okay, let me go back find it and and there it is. To my beloved fans, I hope everybody is keeping safe during these challenging times. I wanted to reach out to you because I have made a decision on where I will be playing this coming season. I have decided to return to Japan and play for the Rakuten Eagles for the 2021 season. I want to make sure and touch base with you 
and thank you for all the love and support you have given me for the past seven seasons. I feel extremely fortunate for having the opportunity to take the field as a member of the New York Yankees and play in front of all you passionate fans. It has been an honor and a privilege. Thank you so much. <laughs> and that's with two exclamation points. Thank you yes, so much. two exclamation points. So now uh, there's, I'm going to butcher Kyle Higashioka's uh, Japanese, which is written in English letters um, before he does the translation. Kayo uh, watashi wa kanashi si desu, sad cry face. Atusa sama deshita danakasan. Anatawa Watasi no Ichiban Tomachi Dachichi and then there's like a Senpai notice me cute face thing. I don't know what the fuck this is. It's an emoji. I've never seen it before. And then translation translate and then the translation starts with translation. Today I am sad. Thank you for all that you have done, Tanaka. You are my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) It's very sweet. And then and I was thinking, oh, this is nice that these two people, but then Gary Sanchez, which I realized, oh yeah, these are the two people who have caught Tanaka all these years who are still on the team. Um, Gary's goodbye was, thank you for everything at Team Asahiro 18. All players, coaches, and fans should be thankful for your work. We'll miss you. Pizza! Which is their, uh, they did a skit mm-hmm. early on where uh, they had the two of them and their translators and they were like, describe whether they'd like to take lunch and such. And then yeah. the two of them said pizza at the same time. So yeah. those were, those were some cute tweets. Uh, and then is the last Masahiro Tanaka or well, it's um, uh, of, was it that his wife penned a goodbye letter to, uh, to, to New York as well? Which, yeah. That one's really nice too. I saw that one. Yeah. I'll, I'll read that one. Okay. To my dearest friends in New York, it was truly an amazing seven years, and it's so difficult to find the words to to express our thoughts and feelings, and there is just so much to say. New York is highly energetic, but also really tough and competitive, but thanks to all the people that support us, we were able to not just survive, but thrive and enjoy every moment, even if we came from a different culture and spoke a different language. You were the reason, and we are sincerely grateful. The friendship we made will will be the treasure of my life. It's going to make me sad if I say goodbye, so I will just say, I hope to see you soon. Thank you. I love you, (laughs) too. Class, uh, class acts. So, uh, so yeah. Um, I know. I guess the, the the question, the I guess the last question that I have in my mind, especially from that tweet, is that um, do you think do you think Tank comes back next year? Um, I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know. No. I same. I think it will depend on his performance this season coming up. I agree. And it will depend on where the state of these contract negotiations are. Yeah. I think it's going to be, yeah, I think it's going to be performance, injury status, state of contract negotiations. Um, and, yeah. And then, and, uh, and also Yanks cash flows. And to be real, also the pandemic. I mean, knock on wood, 2022, that won't be happening. But, uh, and I also have to think that it can't be, they must have been on, in, in his mind to not be in this the United States for this crazy pandemic shit um, like I mean you know it's, able, it's, it's funny you say that because that was one of my initial thoughts it, actually when all this went down mm. before some of the other reporting came out was like he was just like I don't really want to be here <laughs> and, and, and I have an escape so I'm going to take it <laughs> yeah. 
I can play baseball in another country for really good money. <laughs> and there, everybody wears a mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. So, so yeah, no, but, uh, but yeah, it seems like... Uh, yeah, it's, it seems like that was a little less of a factor, but I think it may have been, I think it was less of a factor in with that, you know, again, if the Yankees had offered him a contract, he would have stayed. But I think that may have factored into why he didn't decide to sign with the with, with the Blue Jays yeah. and such. Uh, so, yeah, good, solid cast. Uh, anything else that uh, we should go over in the beautiful world of baseball uh, before we, uh, we, let fi- we let folks go? I don't think so. I'll just remind people where they can find us, which is spoilermedia.net. Uh, it's in the top nav bar on the front page, or you can find us direct at spoilermedia.net slash TanakaCast. You can also search for us and subscribe to us. It's probably where you found us in the first place anyway, mm-hmm. on your favorite podcast service, uh, RSS feed, whatever, uh, you know, Spotify, iTunes, Google, all those fun things. So you can listen there. I don't know when we'll have our next one of these, but probably closer to season kickoff or yeah, I, I would imagine yeah i would imagine that we would do i mean i think that tanaka cast uh we'll, we'll have to discuss some things and maybe we just uh do another one that's just more general baseball but i would imagine that uh, a lot of this would transitions to following the tanaka with the npb and then just like taking a look what's happening in like you know normal baseball or, you know and major league as well but We'll see. I think it will be closer to the kickoff of both seasons that uh, we'll uh, we'll begin. It'll be the NPBNP cast, the Nippon Professional Baseball and Padres cast. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> the boom, boom cast. Excellent. Awesome. All right. Well, thank well, you. We'll see you guys Thank you for soon. joining me on this journey. Yes. <laughs> thank you, my friend. And talk to you all soon. Amen.